0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm very excited to talk about this topic. Fresh from Clubhouse event that was hosted by Mr. Lokwi and moderated by others, such Mustafa. And uh, yeah, I forgot the others. But anyway, um, on theory of architecture, in malaysia so why am i so excited because there's so many points that i noted from several speakers and there were there there were people whom i have had not had the opportunity to hear them speak and meeting new friends basically this is getting exciting to me and um I hope that I could do justice in discussing, discussing about some of the things that were said. And, um, this is also in conjunction with tomorrow's event on Clubhouse. I would like to invite anyone here to come to the Clubhouse tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. And I will talk on the application of theory. In the studio design work there's so much things i've learned and one of the reasons why i have managed to come to this point of realization and understanding is having to have worked with and collaborated with kevin McLow um, in the design thesis studio and also the second year design studio uh, in since not the year 2008 i had collaborated with many other people and i have learned from others as well but his name is very catchy with some with some and also he practice practices critical architecture with his architectural practice and um yeah i learned from him being the studio master and facilitator in the studios and now i'm on my own he's not with me yeah the final leg before my compulsory retirement i am without kevin mucklow and it's fine because i had to actually you know push the envelope i had to actually bring it up another level and actually learn from that as well so yeah, I have to admit that I I do uh gain uh a spoilt. Yeah, I was spoilt by being the moderator and facilitator of the studio and having Kevin um really, you know, especially in terms of detail design stage, um I have to admire him in terms of getting the students to scratch and I learned from that. So that in detail would be discussed in the clubhouse event, but for this podcast, this podcast, um, I couldn't answer Sophie's last question. And so that's why I want to answer it uh, here. There was a question for me and Razif. And Sophie said something about do less topic, should we, for architecture theory and history, should we do less topic? Less of the topic or less of the lecture, I presume, as I understand from which, well, I didn't record everything, but that's what I gather. And should there be more discussion and what are the ramifications of um, the architecture that the students do, I presume, to the place? Yeah, because... One Sophie is taking care of Master of Architecture Design Thesis Students in UPM and the cross pollination of ideas um, is starting to well pollinate. Mm, so grow, whatever. And another in the context of what Sophie is asking regarding this topic we, we just discussed just now, and in conjunction with Yvonne mentioning about uh Yvonne is, is A AA student, Architecture Association student in London, and uh the issue of some students not interested in theory, but she said that, and other speakers also said the same thing, but important to have a basic theory. And they could be triggered if this thing is exposed. She was exposed to the... Paul Ferrer, I think, was it Paulo Ferrer, a sociologist and educationist? Uh, and, um, so through book discussions, the AA students, um, would find the problem themselves. That is a clue to what I learned doing the studios, uh, doing the studios with Kevin. Um, yeah, Sophie also mentioned that later in her conclusions, and it was really warming up, really. Now, I'd like to answer that. Left on my own, I have eight students, and some of the students are keen to really apply theory in their architecture design. And we're not talking about Masters of Architecture Design. We're talking about the second year. When I was teaching the second year in the studio with, well, it happened to be with Kevin as well, in 2012, 2013, 2014, um, I just ran it like a schoolmaster. And we just had a lot of field trips. We had a lot, we went to, some of the students went to Indonesia and some went to Penang for the first group and the second group, all of us went to Indonesia. And we had a lot of this, uh, visits and we were exposed, the students were exposed to Indonesia, to Bandung, and the Etebe UNPAR, UNPAR, uh, in uh, le- uh, lecturers and tutors were excited as well with this joint collaboration in terms of the studio programs. And it was exciting because of the context, understanding a new uh, people, uh, getting uh, travel and learning about another culture, although there's similarities between Indonesia and Malaysia, but you know, really, there are a lot of differences. And in terms of the context, the environment, the way things are, it was really very uh, eye-opening. And that set up the experience of the students. Even the ones that we took to Penang, And we had a good program. There were about, I think, like maybe 12 students. Uh, We went to shop houses and we looked at the aspects of tectonics, the aspects of urban uh, environment and inner city of Georgetown and the people. We went to curry and spice uh, factories. That is just a shop house. We went to um uh had a lot of discussions and the closeness the bond the exposure the talk about architecture for about 5 days was really something that I think I if I was if I were the students myself I would really um felt inspired to say the least you know this first Uh, second year studios that I did and um, that was more of the students identifying being an architect or not necessarily every one of them became an architect per se, but they became creatives, you know and we can see their maturity we can see that they're flourishing now at the age of 29 30 then the Design Thesis Studios, the most telling Design Thesis Studios, which I'm trying to write a book about, is the 2018-19, 2019-2020 studios that you, we call it Unit 2 or U2. The first one is based in Campo Crinchy, and the second one is based in uh, PJO Town near Jalan Osman. So, if you haven't already, if you like to look at earlier podcasts done in the later part of 2020, there were, if I'm not mistaken, 13 interviews that I did with 13 students. And we, I interviewed them about the design process. So that really opened my eyes, especially when we had to do online teaching. There are many things that opened my my eyes, opened my mind, start me thinking. You know, um, it wasn't easy to to do this this unit because um, inevitably a few students each of each year would, one or two students each year would. Do an urban design or master planning, which the department would disapprove. So that's okay. I mean, that's part of life, but we moved on. And, and now thinking back, that was not the only thing that I learned during online teaching it, from April to the end of the second semester um, for PJO town was really very interesting in the sense that there were weeks because we, we lost track of time. The students may have done extra weeks. Kevin would insist on the student to show PowerPoint presentation and uh, I would be so a stickler for, you know, you have to do it in 10 minutes thing or at that time it was 5 minutes and the students actually uh, negotiated it should be 9 minutes in the end but But the way that we went through it, we went through the detailed design aspects, so-called special studies and, you know, looking at certain aspects and detailed design, design development, you know. And Kevin was, Kevin knows his stuff a lot in terms of the detailed design and And uh, we let him do most of it, but uh, of course, you know, we we also uh, chip in when necessary. So that led to me to this studio that I'm having with the second year. And I couldn't, I'm not the the one who controlled the the project brief. It was a project brief uh, done by the studio master. I'm just one of the studio tutors. So I realized that I can't control that, but I can control other things. And that's myself. I can control myself and what I can, the input that I should give to the students. One student, the only student that can't really concentrate, uh, there's two, but that student opts out, but the other student is in Bangladesh and she went to true five COVID, COVID tests so far and things are upheaval where she is. But the other students actually wanted to learn about theory and the application of theory in the studio design work. Really, second year. I felt like the design thesis, you know, hypothesis, design problem, they have to deal, it with, deal with it in a one-year-long course. But the second year, really want to deal, it, deal this theory in a course, in a project, That is not one year, but nine weeks. Now, they really saw the importance of understanding what a concept is. Why I'm saying concept now is because, like what uh, one Sophie said at the end when she concluded, theory should not be the thought of, you know, it's the way that we thought of theory and it should not be Something that is formal, you know we look at it as a formal thing, so there's a disconnection and um, uh, in our um application and architecture that we should you know uh that all architects need to get involved in discussing theory and stuff like that. I was quite critical earlier when I said that the tutor need to actually um accept you know accept that understand what theory is and it was also discussed by look we at the end when he mentioned about and he shall not name someone and and someone said that you know somebody good in theory would be more do do um academic work and somebody less good in theory can do practice and that is all I, i'm not gonna say a bad word in my podcast but <laughs> bs so so the second year going back to my second year student they actually lap it up because because I said you you chose this precedent and this the way because of narrative the importance of narrative in Malaysian school of architecture and in Malaysians in general the students follow instructions most mostly in the secondary school and we don't usually Mm, the way that the school system is. Uh, Students or young people don't actually argue so much. And that's, that's the way the school system is. And what more to ask the bigger questions, the bigger picture, to look at the bigger picture, ask the bigger questions. So, of course, you know, that theory is to ask, you know, theorizing, should be asking about the bigger questions, Um, and the right questions. So in in, in the design thesis, uh, that is uh, something that they have to do, the students of architecture has to do. And identifying the design problem, which is basically um, uh, confirming or deciding on the topic, uh, is one of the biggest It's one of the things that design thesis of the final year would do from the beginning. And, uh, you know, they have to come up with a program and and on their own mostly. But let's talk about the role of the tutor. The role of the tutor is not the devil's advocate. It is a coach. Either those people who are involved in the studio, whether they're external critique or uh, external critique coming in at a certain time, or whether they're always with the students every week, uh, cre- doing desk create with them. The role is uh, either as a coach or a consultant or an expert. So we must take the role of the coach. And what is the role of the coach? is that you are a partner with your student in a sense that you collaborate with them on the project, but you're not uh, leading them. They they need to lead, the, lead it themselves, but you... You're like a mirror, and the students will ask thing. The student will come up with something, and then you react to it, and, and so on. So they go to different stages. Um, so same with the second year student, you are a collaborator with them, and you must insist that they come up with the idea, and then you work on their ideas, or you help them to see things and to find the words really in their narrative. Now, they were were taught theory of architecture in the semester before, and the studio projects was based on theory of architecture and the use of precedent. Uh, Looking to precedent studies is one of the necessary things for them. Uh, Sometimes it helped them in the beginning, but in the middle somewhere you got to ask them the question, uh, what are your architectural heroes? Because it released them the inhibition of this preconceived notion of, I have to follow my precedent study. And, and I, I did mention to them that let's look more into uh, tropical, um, those uh, architects that did design in, in, in trop- tropical areas rather than in the western area. And, and you know, they did at the beginning. So and for one of my students, um, she was trying to find her architecture and I said, what's your favorite architect? And, and she followed some designs and it worked. Previously, she was not copying the, that particular architect, but that architect helped her to give the sense of order and proportion and design, uh, uh, embellish the design. This gives the student a sense of uh, completeness you know that that they find some 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 you know they, they thought that it's wrong for them to do that you know but of course you have to refer to something, of course they also need to actually prove that they understand the construction, so we have to check that this is the responsibility responsibility of the tutor to to teach to to give some input, some feedback, or to teach construction techniques, uh, to talk about what is concept. Uh, you don't, you see, the t- the application of theory in this, this studio design work is actually to deal with the word concept. In research work, people would interchangeably talk about. Conceptual framework, theoretical framework. Because where theory is actually based on many concepts yeah, or precepts or, or some assumption and how to prove the theory or something like that. We know all about that. And hypothesis is one of identifying the problem or the problem statement and having to prove it or having to explore it in the master's level. But what about the second year level? So you talk about concept and and we don't run away from the word concept because concept is everywhere. So I told the students about the door is a concept. You, you can check out the pop podcast that I've done before this where I gave a, a lecture input on cons, architecture concept. And um, it's a live lecture or live in input to this, for the students, and I, I, I talk about it in a different way. You can, you can hear it. Um, so once the student understood that it is important that they recognize the design problem and the program that we went to, do the drawings, explore 2D and 3D, and the nearer they come to their concept. And their concept is only, could be a concept when they narrate it. Then they have a narrative, they have a story to tell about their design. And that completes the whole picture of design process, really. So what I'm challenging is that second year can already do that. In fact, first year can already do that. But if I were to, to, to share a studio with Kevin MacLow, he would sidestep that word concept. He would uh, okay, because he he thinks because he wants to see what the student have after day after day, or you know Monday Thursday Monday Thursday. He he wants to see what's next what's next, and he would go at the end if you're doing a design thesis project, the students would have to be clear about what problems they are f- uh, finding the solution for. It's the same thing what Kevin had shown in his process. We're showing in our process a similar thing. Um, we all are different people, different personalities, uh, you know, uh, uh, and we, our experience in, in, in teaching and students. So Kevin wouldn't use the word concept, but I would try to explain the word concept so that students are not afraid to use the word concept. They're not afraid to use any word because if they were to narrate their project, they would need to define it and understand it. How Miriam Webster Dictionary or Oxford Dictionary or Cambridge or whatever dictionary that they got the definition and that for that particular word, and then they would also understand how to to have an architectural concept. So one of my students he he just couldn't find the words, and I just have to give a list of words, and he actually chose one which he could understand and when he understand it himself. And then when when we see clearly that he could narrate very beautifully, and you know, so it's just the order and proportion thing which he needs to get it down to. And he's te- tectonically inclined to actually try to solve the problem. And he's learning, and he's gaining confidence. And I just want him to be set up for the next stage. When he go to the third year, he would know what to do. He would have a design process, a design approach, a design philosophy or whatever method, methodology. He would know what to do next. And that's what we are in, the business of education, so that your student at that level where you taught them is confident to go to the next level. And somebody else would take over, and then he'll hopefully he will learn from that and he'll be com- confident to go to the next level. It is a big challenge, but because I only had eight students and I managed to do it, and I think the project is very challenging, the one that we had for them, uh, that they're having now, which is the Empowerment Centre for uh, Homeless, Stateless, and Street Children in Chowkit an area in the inner city of Kuala Lumpur, it is a challenging program. I I, 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 I sh- compare it to the second year when in 2012 they had a fire station and the following they had a library uh, with a community center and they had a polyclinic. And they didn't have to deal with a big site that they did uh, in Chokit and it's dealt online. So, for those who are not really interested in architecture per se, that is quite an ordeal for them. But we, we, we handle this because we, we, we see the interest of the student and we know that, okay, just simplify it or make it simpler for them to actually complete the project. But for, out of this nine students, seven of them actually really gone into, um, wanting to be challenged and wanting to understand to push their project um, to to a level where they are confident, you know, to narrate it. So we shall see. Uh, Coming soon, um, the presentation and we have this Monday and they have to be able to be confident with the narrative this Monday and the intervention of the tutor uh, to say this is right, this is wrong, is very important because the students, they learn from, in the second year, they, they gain confidence from knowing that what is right was wrong. And this is why it's important that they have this master and appret- apprentice sort of relationship. But we don't, uh, they don't design, there's no styling. I don't have a preference in terms of a certain style myself. I'm not an architect, I, I, I'm architect uh, trained, but I don't do buildings, whatever. But I just suggest look at this and look at that. And so, so that's what the student have to do, really. And so, okay. Um, Thank you so much for listening and I hope that um, some aspects of today's Clubhouse event that we had hosted by Mr. Lokwi, Architect Lokwi, and on the theory of architecture in Malaysia, somehow we address some of the points and also to discuss about It further, and another Clubhouse event tomorrow night. See you then. For 60 minutes, we shall hear about it. Good evening, and see you again in another podcast.